Eco-friendly containers? Not so friendly. That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The Midwest experienced more severe weather last week with numerous tornadoes and major flooding. At least seven people died from twisters, and there have been more than 500 reported just in May. Michael Mann of Penn State told Inside Climate News that there's growing evidence that a warming atmosphere with more moisture and turbulent energy favors increasing large outbreaks of tornadoes like those of recent days. Historic flooding caused the governor of Oklahoma to declare an emergency in all 77 counties. And in Louisiana, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is planning to open the Morganza Spillway to relieve flooding on the Mississippi River, only the second time that's happened. The storms are making it difficult for farmers to plant in soggy fields. According to the Washington Post, by the end of May, corn farmers in 18 states that produce the majority of the country crop have only 60 percent of their fields planted, and it's even less for soybeans. Stormy weather is predicted to continue this coming week in portions of the plains and Midwest, which could cause even more flooding. Topsoil is important for many reasons. It filters water, absorbs carbon, and 95 percent of the world's food is grown in it. However, the Guardian reports that in the last 150 years, conventional farming practices have led to nearly half of the most productive soil disappearing worldwide. Cropland in the U.S. is eroding 10 times faster than it can be replenished. The combination of intensive tilling, lack of cover crops, and the use of synthetic fertilizers and pesticides have stripped farmland of its nutrients, minerals, and microbes that support plants. But things may be changing. The online newsroom, The New Food Economy, reports that across the country, state lawmakers have introduced almost 40 soil health bills, and momentum is building for what was once considered a fringe movement. For instance, the state of Nebraska recently enacted a law creating a task force to improve soil health and yield, increase carbon sequestration capacity of soil, and improve water quality. California, New Mexico, and Hawaii have also passed bills focused on carbon sequestration on farmland. A new study describes how insecticides are failing to control mosquitoes and are instead killing off their predators, allowing the bloodsuckers to thrive. National Geographic reports that mosquitoes in a study area in a Costa Rican orange plantation have evolved resistance to a common chemical meant to kill them, but the predators have not adapted at the same pace, leading to a boom in mosquitoes. Researchers at Utah State University began the study to learn why they got bitten more when working at the plantation than when in pristine areas. They found that mosquitoes exposed to the insecticide were more able to tolerate concentrations 10 times higher than others from areas without the chemical. An insect ecologist who was not a part of the study told National Geographic that resistance to major groups of insecticides is already widespread around the world and is of particular concern in the case of mosquitoes that spread dangerous diseases. PFAS chemicals are found everywhere on the planet. They have been used in nonstick cookware, firefighting foams, and water-resistant fabrics. And they are also used in compostable food containers, thought to be eco-friendly alternatives. However, a new study published in Environmental Science and Technology Letters shows that facilities where the food packaging was composted had around 10 times more PFAS residual compounds than others. Studies have found a link between PFAS exposure and cancer birth defects, and thyroid dysfunction. 
The compounds never fully break down in the environment, and they accumulate in the body. Popular science reports that PFAS compounds in composts could be a problem for two reasons. First, the compost may be applied to crops, and the contaminants could get into plants. Second, the chemicals could also get into water supplies from composting operations. Both could result in more PFAS ending up in our bodies. The state of Washington has passed a bill banning all PFAS in food packaging. The lead author of the new study. Hopes this legislation will lead major fast food companies like McDonald's and Burger King to stop using PFAS compounds in their packaging. About a year ago, the Hawaiian volcano Kilauea erupted, sending lava into the ocean, where it turned into tiny glass pieces and eventually became sand. New beaches formed, like Pohuiki on the Big Island, which National Geographic describes as a beautiful black sand beach stretching for 30 meters. However, as an undergrad from the University of Hawaii recently discovered, the brand new beach is already contaminated with microplastics. While there wasn't as much as on older beaches, most Of the plastic he found were microfibers shed from commonly used synthetic textiles like polyester or nylon that get into water from waste flushed from washing machines. National Geographic writes that the new beach adds to the growing body of evidence that plastic is most likely ubiquitous on beaches, even ones that are virgin. And finally, a case in U.S. federal court next week could decide the fate of the climate crisis in our country. The Ninth Circuit will hear oral arguments on June 4th about a lawsuit brought by young people who assert that they have a constitutional right to a stable climate that sustains life on Earth, and that the government has violated that right. The case, Juliana versus the United States, was brought in 2015, and since then, the government has been doing everything it can to prevent it from going to trial. The hearing this week could be a critical turning point, not only deciding whether the case will proceed, but it could also halt the permitting of approximately 100 new fossil fuel projects on federal lands. As the Oregonian reports, government lawyers call the suit misguided, arguing that a single judge cannot seize control of national energy production and doesn't have the power to make sweeping policy decisions related to fossil fuels. If the plaintiffs prevail, they say it could become a landmark case in our country's history. And do for the climate what Brown versus Board of Education did for civil rights. This week in water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.